life goes on. And speaking of which, we have uh, our friend Kim Weir is on the line. Kim, are you there? Do we have Kim? Hello, Kim. Kim, are you there? Oh, yep. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, I'm here. this is Kim Weir of the TRF, who has a big virtual horse show going on tonight. Uh, Kim, tell everybody about it. Well, thank you, Tug. It's great to be here and happy to tell tell everyone what we're up to. It is. It's a big day in the land of uh, the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. It's a big day for our herd of 500-plus um, aging equine athletes um, because today we are putting on a horse show out of our um, our. TRF Second Chances program in Lexington, Kentucky. So that's that's the, the stage for the show is Lexington. I guess that's the stage for a lot of upcoming shows, of horses. <laughs> um, but what we're doing is eight o'clock tonight, um, streaming live on all all channels, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, we will be presenting the TRF Blackburn 2020 Horse Show. But it is a horse show unlike any other in that the horses are retired and uh, aging thoroughbred racehorses, and the um, men who are showing off their skills and their knowledge are incarcerated individuals at the Blackburn Correctional Complex. So at 8 o'clock tonight, we are putting on a horse show in a prison, and we want everyone to join us, Chuck. That's why we're here today, to chat with you. <laughs> well, we're, we're definitely going to tune in tonight, and give us a little, uh, just, what, what, people like me are a little bit ignorant to the ways of a horse show, and sure. we don't really, you know, like, we know that, like, horse shows and I, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but I don't really know what they do. And no, that's okay. uh, kind of explain to us what we're going to be watching. Yes. Well, I will, I will both, um, I will, I will do that. Um, I will also tell you that as a, as a, having grown up doing horse shows as a little girl, um, and my, my, my dear dad being a horse show dad, my mom there watching hours and hours of what is fairly monotonous when you're watching an actual horse show, that is not what we're going to deliver tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's the answer to what is a horse show normally like, and then there's the what are we going to see tonight. So I will I will lean into the second part of that question um, and happily be available for questions about what watching a normal horse show is like, because this is definitely a horse show unlike any other. Um, what will happen tonight is that um, we will um, convene together on through the magic of technology um, and I will be your, your, your host, sort of like your MC for, for the horse show. And every horse show does have an MC, just like every, every show of any kind, kind of like the circus. I've actually been looking at, like, circus quotes this morning, thinking of how do I open the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that kind of idea. When you've got people and animals performing together, I guess it's that same sort of vibe. But I will indeed greet everyone at 8 o'clock as we all click on our various links on YouTube or whatever platform we're watching. And then there I'll be, just like I am right now, except you'll get to see me. And I'll, I'll welcome everybody. I have a co-host who's going to um, be my, my co-MC, and he is, I'm sure, a friend of yours in the world of um, horse racing podcasts, and that's my friend Pete, Pete Fornital of mm-hmm. the um, Peter Thomas Fornital will be my co-host just to keep, keep me from rambling on, really. Um, and we will greet everyone. So to, to the beginning of this is that we, we let everyone settle in and let us know where they are with comments and, and just kind of do an overview of what, what will happen next. And what will happen next is that we will then move our gaze, all of us together, will turn our gaze to Lexington. And this is all the magic technology that we can then bring you um, 
the folks and the horses of Blackburn. Um, they will be introducing themselves over the course of the sort of next 30 minutes, just so you know what your time, you know, commitment is should you choose to join us. I think the whole enchilada will be about an hour of time. Um, but about a half hour worth of a well-curated horse show, um, unlike what you would go to if you were watching your son or daughter perform at a, a regular horse show. You actually are going to get all the highlights. You'll meet the warden. You'll meet our instructor, Tim Moore, who has got one heck of a, a Kentucky accent. Um, there's actually several really good accents um, going to be on show because it's, it's horses and they bring all people together. But the, the stars of the show are absolutely positively our horses, who you will meet, and they will be introduced to you by the men who are taking care of them, and those would be the inmates of Blackburn Correctional Complex. So I won't steal their thunder, and I won't try to tell you what you're going to see, because the whole point is to just tune in and watch, but you are going to see a demonstration of the knowledge and the skills and the horse-handling confidence that these men have acquired um, through the TRF Second Chances Program. And... um, I, I say it with, like, as a girl who's drinking her own Kool-Aid, but um, I, I've seen this show. <laughs> I've, I get to see this show more regularly than most people do and that I visit our programs around the country. But this is a show that's going to leave you with a great big smile on your face, and it's going to make you realize that um, there is hope in the world. These horses are healing, and um, there are men and women out there who are trying to make something of themselves, um, and we're playing a small part in helping them do that. So the show is a show of all that. Um, and and maybe even a little more. Who knows? But hopefully that gives you enough to, to chew on there. <laughs> what can I clarify? It, it sounds it sounds very very interesting, and uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. And um, I'm, I'm interested to see um, see the horses and, and uh, see the guys that have been working with them. And um, certainly, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great program because, like you said, people do deserve second chances, and and, and we're not talking about. Uh, um, you know, like uh, maximum security prison guys right. here. We're not, you know, these, yeah, that's right. These aren't uh, serial killers and, and uh, Charles Manson, but um, you know, yeah, guys, no, that's people a great that have, point. have made mistakes and, yeah. and and they deserve a chance. And and the one thing that that horses do um, is they 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 give us uh, they give us something. You know, we we take care of them, but they give us um, uh, something that that's not easy to really describe mm-hmm. but uh, a confidence um, yeah. a belief that, that the horses they believe in you and it's uh it's hard like i said if you if you've never really been around horses you don't understand it but uh they're they're a little smarter than than people give them credit to be and, you know when we have them at the racetrack it's um we kind of keep them hyper you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's you know they're very uh, on edge, they're they're well, t- you know, um, they're 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 kept, um, you know, they're athletes and they're they're there to compete. So it's not like um, we have the opportunity to spend as much time doing what these guys are able to do with the, the you know the all the retired horses who who are in a different environment. And, and I learned recently the last few years. Um, hanging around some people that uh, really do a great job with uh, taking horses from the track and, and turning them into uh, usable, uh, great partners. Uh, you know, yeah. d- 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 there's so many other jobs that they can do, and and, and to see horses that um, 
when you see them in the paddock and they're on their toes and they're prancing and they're rearing up and they're ready to go and they're bucking and they're kicking. And then you see them a couple years later and they're they're walking around the field uh, with no halter on and they come when you call them and, and uh, they, they know what uh, they're supposed to do. And, and you're thinking, wow, that, that's the same horse. Uh, that's the same horse uh, who... who who they couldn't keep on his feet, you know, during, you know, when it was race time. But now that he's yeah. off the track and, and he's at, in a different environment, but um, it, it's just it, it's really a, a it's a skill, and, and it's great that these guys get a skill that is um, it, it's transferable to a real yeah. job. And yeah. horses are everywhere. I, I did some research a few months back for somebody who has a. A project that they're doing that's not really involved in a little bit with racehorses, but it's kind of a, a product that, that would be used by any kind of horse. And mm-hmm. doing the research, you find that there's like 7 million horses in America. And wow. th- there's just this huge number of horses and horse related activities and, and horse related um, uh, places and, 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 and facilities and barns and. So there's so many jobs out there, and the one thing about a backside of a racetrack or a farm is that if you're competent, you understand horses, you're kind, and you're willing to work, people don't care what your background is, they don't care where you came from, they don't care who you're voting for, they don't care anything except you're showing compassion for your your work and, and your horses, and these guys will find jobs, you know, good yeah. paying jobs. They'll find places where, where they'll be able to stay and, and they're not going to look down their nose at them because, uh, because of, of, a, of a mistake that they might have made when they were, were younger. Um, they're going to treat them as, uh, as, as well as they deserve to be treated based upon how they, how they get along with their horses and how, and how much, you know, how they, how they work, how to do their, what their work ethic is and, Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is a great thing that uh, I mean, what you guys are doing, and that you're not just saving horses; you're you're saving people. And uh, I mean, that that means uh, to me, it's it's a great, really, it's a, it's just a great program. Well, you are a tremendous spokesperson for us, and I am so <laughs> I, I can hear it in your voice, I can hear it in your heart, and I am so grateful that you are you you feel that way and you share that with your audience because that that is writ large what we want to do tonight is to just give some, pull back the curtain and, and take away all the words. And, you know, you've already learned now in our second conversation, I have a lot of words. I love to talk about this. I love to talk about these horses. But I also know that much like everything in life, you, you, you feel it more when you see it and you hear it. You know, when you, in this case, you can't quite touch it and feel it. You can't pet the noses tonight at this horse show, but you can look these horses and these men in the eye, and they will be looking you in the eye, and they will be telling you those very things that you were just sharing. Um, and, and boy, you, you, you know, you know better than anyone with all of your ties in the industry that this, the, the cry for labor and, and help is deafening. Um, and horses are, um, it's like a, mer- it's a meritocracy in the world of horse care. The horses don't judge you. That's also why they're so good at this program. They don't know what you did yesterday, where you came from, uh, anything about you. They're just looking at, are you here for me today? Am I safe? Are you taking, are you keeping me in safety? And then where are we going next? You know, they're so tuned to the human 
as a, as a guide. And um, it is, it's, it's pretty awesome. And I, again, I love talking about it, but what I'm super excited about today is that today I get to show everybody. And, and it's not me talking, I promise. I'll be at the beginning to welcome everyone. Uh, and at the end, I wanted to mention um, for you and, and all your listeners that we, we have uh, – couple very special guests will join us for the um, kind of debrief after the horse show, and that's, of course, it's all very optional. You can tune in for as long as you like, but um, Dr. Reed McClellan will be joining us, um, and he is the, uh, the the founder of the Groom Elite Program, which is the actual curriculum we use in the TRF Second Chances Program. So that's, that's like the, that's the academic, practical horse Manship, horse care, horse anatomy, and he's he's just a great great guy, and he will be with us to be able to answer questions we may get about you know what what you saw. So once you see the horse show, you may may or may not know what it all meant, <laughs> what what were the what were the skills being demonstrated. So he'll be there to do some you know kind of our professorial perspective, and then we also um, because he's such a great ambassador for us, and his heart is bigger t- ten times bigger than he is physically. Is our beloved friend Ramon Dominguez our spectacular Hall of Fame jockey friends. Ramon will join us also for the um, kind of the after show. Um, he has been to one of the Second Chances programs here in New York, but he has not been to Blackburn. So he's um, he'll be there to share from a horse, horseman's perspective what he's seen, and, and he's, he always shares so eloquently what he feels. So um, just know that there is going to be an opportunity for some, some interaction at the beginning as you arrive and let us know where you're watching from. We do expect this to be quite a global affair. We have a bunch of friends in Australia who are tuning in. It will be at 11 o'clock in the morning for them on Wednesday. Um, we've got friends in Canada, a bunch of folks in Latin America. And, um, you know, we just want to share the story. And, and you are giving me a chance to talk about it today. I'm so grateful for this opportunity and for your your commitment to what we're doing. Um, it's really good, precious, precious beyond words. So thank you. No, no, no problem at all. We, we would do... Uh... We would do anything to to help uh, you know help horses and and you know, like and and programs like this are, are really great and uh, I, I've had actually I, I've employed um, grooms that graduated from the Groom Elite program and they're oh, good. all excellent. They know they know what to do and they don't cut they don't cut corners and and uh, you know Reed does a really good job uh, explaining things and and it's it's important because. Uh, Help is is a difficult thing to find. It's it's these are hard jobs, especially at the yeah. racetrack, especially at farms. I mean, people forget too. At farms, you work all day. Yeah. I own, I owned a farm for a little while. Oh, <laughs> like I said, a little while. <laughs> it was it's endless and it's hard. To do things right, so you don't have to do them again, is is, mm-hmm. is important. And uh, of course, Ramon Dominguez, who's who's a friend of mine, who actually won. Was the jockey on the biggest win that I ever had? Oh um, wow! Yeah, uh, I won a race on Derby Day, uh, the Churchill Downs Handicap, and and wow. uh, that was uh, Ramon uh, rode rode uh, rode him a horse named Battle One, and he also won a a couple of races for me at Saratoga. And uh, wow! Well, yeah, he. <laughs> He's, he, we definitely he, get a he was a he was a really great jockey and um you know it's it's unfortunate that he wound up uh you know getting injured and, and was was forced to retire but he, he's even a better person i mean he's one of the oh. best guys you could ever meet and we won this i'll tell you a quick little story about ramon dominguez Please, i love i love stories especially about him because he's just an angel on earth i think so <laughs> 
we name him on this horse, Battle One, in the uh, Churchill Downs Handicap. And there was um, all, all the fancy people had horses in there, but we really liked them. And um, Ramon was, was riding well. He was kind of an up-and-coming guy, and we were really happy to get him. And, and he rode perfectly. He wins the race on the horse. Now, he was riding primarily on the East Coast at that time, and we were based primarily in Kentucky at the time. So... He was not one of our regular riders. He was just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was the right guy at the right time on, on a big day. He was coming in to ride a horse in the Derby. I don't remember who it was, but uh, so he was available. And, and that's why we, we scooped him up and we put him on the horse. And like I said, he did everything perfectly. Um, a couple weeks later, he um, he had asked for the names of the, the groom and the exercise rider and the assistant. And, um, and I, I didn't think much of it a couple weeks later. Uh, I get a um, an envelope in the mail, and he had written extremely generous checks to the exercise rider who rode the horse, the hot walker, the wow. groom, and the assistant trainer. And you have to remember, he stood to gain nothing from this, and these were not people he even knew. Wow! But he. It showed. It told me a lot about the guy, that's, that's and that exactly he right. was willing to, to to help others out. He was sharing his good fortune with the people that made it happen. And yep. I have to tell you, there's there's some people that are, the the jockeys that are, are are really good about doing that, and there's some that are really not so good about doing that. And I'm not going to judge anybody because it's 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 an extra. It's something you're not required to do, mm-hmm. but. Those that do, it's it's really um, it says a lot about. Uh, it told me a lot about him right from the start, and not just he yeah. was a, a, a great jockey, but uh, you know the type of person he was. Like I said, we weren't an outfit he was going to be riding for on a regular basis, and he he didn't have any relationship with these these guys, and and it just was uh, it was really nice to see. And uh, um, Mike Smith, when I worked for Alan Jerkins. Mike Smith was very generous as well. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was he was very very generous, and uh, um, there's there's some guys that are just uh, you know they they help out the guys, and and, and, I, and I think that means something because every horse that runs, no matter how good they are, um, there's people that are that are helping getting them to that point. And yes, the groom isn't going to make the horse a Grade One winner, and the hot walker's not going to make an exercise rider, and even the jockey. I mean, the horses are good. The horses are good. But um, uh, you know, we t- we had a, a earlier segment was on a horse called Spectacular Bid, who was mm-hmm. you know a great great horse, and 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 the one of the themes of his career was the the first half of his career he was ridden by a jockey named Ronnie Franklin, and Ronnie was a competent jockey, but Ronnie was not a great jockey by any means, and in the second half of his career he was ridden by Bill Shoemaker, who oh, was as yeah. you know. If you if you look at the Mount Rushmore of jockeys, there's a good chance he's on a lot of them. Yeah. And the fact of the matter was he he was a great horse when Shoemaker <laughs> started riding him. He was already a great horse. He wasn't not a great horse because Ronnie had ridden him. But by the same token, to look at the the people behind the scenes that don't get um, that don't get a lot of uh, uh, a, a lot of exposure and uh, that that you know play a huge part in in uh 
in a horse's success. And, and, and listen, if, if they don't do a good job, they can play a, a, a part in the horse's failure. If the exercise Absolutely. rider lets the horse run off, if the groom doesn't take good care of the horse and he gets cracked heels or, 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 or sores or, or something, uh, it, it's not like, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's definitely a skill and talent. And, and that's something that those guys in your program are, are going are, are gonna to learn. And, and, and the good thing is that they're learning because I'm guessing that most of them didn't have horse experience when they when they went into this program. Is that true? That is true. That is that is true. Extremely true. I mean, there's the occasional one who will, but it's much much more often that they've never touched one in their life, and they're, they're the first thing they have to overcome is just their fear of this huge animal. So they're starting from ground zero for sure. I, I think sometimes we, we used to say that uh, we'd rather have a guy that didn't know anything so we could teach him properly. Than a guy that came in that thought he knew a lot of stuff, and you had to kind of unlearn him. And unlearning him is tougher than than learning him. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, bad habits are, are the hardest ones to break. But uh, yeah. I, I really hope that you guys have a lot of success with this uh, with this program. And and certainly, um, um, we'd be thrilled to to have you on uh, anytime you have any any fundraisers, any kind of uh, events going on. I, I know we we're still in this. Uh, this COVID nonsense situation, which is is unfortunate, but maybe uh, you know you try to look at the good. Today, I'm positive, Chuck. Today, I'm trying not to be negative. So, yeah, no, you're you're, you're, you're super positive, Chuck. You are amazing. <laughs> and I didn't have any Starbucks either. But you know, you think about the way you guys have have you know kind of uh, rolled with the punches here and developed this this Zoom program where. Um, People from all over the world are going to be able to participate and watch, as opposed to maybe before you were forced to do this, it would have been something that the the locals would have been able to see, but but other people wouldn't have been able to see. And, and I'm not, I'm just, I'm kind of yeah. guessing here, but you're but. exactly right. You could not be more right. And we are, we. It's a blessing. It's it's a gift that this weird, crazy, upside down world has given us the gift. He gave us a choice, like we always do, like my husband always said. We always have a choice when you're confronted with, well, we cannot do what we wanted to do. What we did do last year, we can't do it again. Just can't. So now what are you going to do? And, and it's, it's kind of amazing what you can come up with when you're, when, when you, when you're dedicated. I mean, and, and it's not me. It's our team, and our horses deserve the life we're giving them, and we know that more people will believe it. So it, it, is, it, it has been a very... Um, uh, heartening uh, in, and in exciting time, and, and granted, difficult for sure. But 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 we are going to be able to do more tonight than we we certainly ever dreamed of a year ago when we did this horse show last year at Blackburn. We had a great time. We had 140 people. It was great. They were all from Lexington. You know, here we will. I don't know. I, I dare not guess how many people will watch tonight, but they will be much broader in audience than, than we ever would have dreamed of. So we are we are grateful for that. And tonight is just about opening hearts and minds because from there all kinds of action and inspiration can come. We're not really scripting that at this point. We we don't have we don't we don't have an ask. We just have a we just know we have sort of a we have magic in a bottle here, and we want to take it out. We want to share it with everybody, <laughs> and you are totally helping us do that. You know, it's, it's kind of bizarre when you think about the reach that that we have that we didn't even know that we had in, in so many ways. And this podcast that I'm doing, I, yeah. I don't, ha- I, I'm not sponsored by anyone. I don't have any big outfits backing me. I'm Churchill Downs isn't isn't promoting me. It, it's it's all done by me basically. That's and 
I'm not I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just saying you know we're, we're, it's not as though um, we have uh, you know huge benefactors. But when I look at the analytics of where people listen from, it really <laughs> it almost kind of blows my mind. When I, when yeah. I, I mean I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give you some of the countries that are current subscribers to this show. All right, now of course. Canada would be a logical one. Australia, we have some followers there. I have some friends down there. The UK and Ireland. All right, you know, those are horse racing places. But how about um, Lithuania? How about um, New Zealand, Thailand, Singapore, Peru, uh, Venezuela? We have we have a, a, at least one Middle Eastern listener in, in the Republic of Jordan, Denmark. Wow. Germany, wow. Mexico, Sweden, uh, Puerto Rico, Italy, Chile, Romania. I mean, it's just, uh, it's crazy to think um, that you you have, you, you can you can touch people in, in all over the world with the internet and with Zoom and, and with uh, podcasts and, and things like this where we can, um, we're, it wasn't that long ago that, I, I couldn't. If you had told me, said so Chuck, listen, I want you to come up with a way to contact people in Romania. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was. I don't I, speak Romanian. I don't even know how to contact. I don't even know where Romania is. It's over. You right. know, is that is it is it still existing? I mean, and, and it's and it's that that's the, that's the thing is that like the way that you guys are doing this. Um, I mean, it just kind of opens up a whole new audience for you, and 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 you know, the greater exposure you can get, the the maybe there'll be other places that that this can be done. Um, yes, because there's yeah. there's plenty of there's plenty of horses that are going to need places to go. That's for that's sure. right. That is right, and and I think that's why I love to say is we have an, we do not we have not scripted the ending of this story. We want to share this story, and. And have it resonate and, and see where it goes next. You know, you know, you know, our horses will always be looking for the funds that we need to feed them their hay and their grain this winter. But it's also that person who's out there. Maybe they're a warden in a correctional institution. Maybe they're in Peru. You know, and they who knows where someone will go. Gosh, if that works there, maybe I can do something because that's I. You know, not to be too. Too much of a soapbox, but I, I am so with you in this idea that we can spread our information, hopefully in this case very positive information, very broadly, and, and then you just never know what it's going to take for someone to do something. Uh, and that may, but, but if you don't put it out there, just like with your podcast, you're sharing conversations, you're sharing information, you're letting people talk, that you're getting those ideas out there so that they can they can grow and flourish and and, and go on. And that's, 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 it is amazing, though. <laughs> amazing what we can do um, in today's day, and, and it is a gift to be used for the causes of good, anyway. We hope we hope that that's what we're using it for. Kim, I appreciate you coming on, and, and uh, I hope things go well tonight, and uh, please uh, keep in touch and, and let us know how things are going, and, and the next time you have uh, any kind of news, any kind of events, any kind of fundraisers, let us know. We'll be happy to have you back on uh, to spread the word, and uh, mm-hmm. What what is the the um, could you give me the uh, the best link to go to? Yes, I think because it's it, it's one of these things where you can go anywhere, but that's not a great answer. So the easiest thing for you and your listeners to do is to go to our website, which is t r s i n c 
org. And when you do that, you're going to get this pop-up, which is for the horse show tonight. And you'll click the pop-up. You will be on the website, and you're going to click a YouTube link that's on there. It sounds complicated, but you're really just going to the trfinc.org link. You happen to that's probably the easiest way, and um, but if you happen to just want to Google TRF YouTube, you're probably going to find it there, too. Um, it is no tickets, no registration, just um, it'll be on our Facebook page, it'll be on our Twitter feed, and it'll be on our YouTube channel. So um, making it as available as we possibly can. And, um, and for your listeners who are maybe in Lithuania <laughs> or Thailand, um, once the show is, uh, we unleash the show tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, it will then live on YouTube forever. So for those, those listeners who don't get this in time to listen tonight, you know, you're not going to have missed the whole thing. You can just go to the same places and it'll be there. So that is the other magic of technology is that you can, you can go to the event later if you can't make it at 8 o'clock. But we want everyone to join us at 8 cause, and send a comment so we'll know if you're in Lithuania or Thailand or Peru because it'll be cool to know where, where, where folks are watching from. Sounds great. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Thanks, thanks so much for the time. Great chatting with you. Have a good evening. You got it. That's Kim Weir of the TRF. They have a really, really great, worthwhile fundraiser tonight, uh, horse show slash Zoom event, um, and you can find them at the, the TRF website and check it out. Even if you don't, um, even if you don't really know much about horse shows or or uh, horses in general, just just you know. Spend a few minutes and, and support them because it, it really is a, a good program and uh, it's something that's um, that's really worthwhile. And um, you know, r- racing gets a lot of bad publicity; uh, a lot of it's self-inflicted. But these are the kind of things that um, we need to to spread the word, and that uh, um, we're doing good things. And and uh, I'm happy that uh, people like Kim and and, and her her crew and uh, uh, Reed McKellen and, and, and Ramon Dominguez and Pete Fornatella are all giving their time to to uh, put on an event that uh, that really means a lot to to those guys. I'm I'm sure that it's uh you know we we get uh, real real nervous when when we got a race coming up and we you know kind of looking forward to it and the waiting and the culmination of all your hard work and and I'm sure those guys are uh, who don't probably have a whole lot to look forward to. Uh, on a daily basis that uh that it's going to be a real big event for them so the more people that tune in and uh at least check it out for five minutes uh the better and i mean what else are you going to do tonight you're gonna you know watch uh mountaineer park or some <laughs> hoosier i don't recommend betting on hoosier sorry gabe but um it really is a it's a good and, and there's been so much so much good work done by by so many people and um there's still a lot of cretins out there that that do the wrong thing there's a lot of um low lifes that get these horses from these lower level tracks and hold them hostage and pull on people's heartstrings um and uh the law doesn't do enough they've made some advances they, they've they made some arrests but what happens is they just keep uh one step ahead of the law they transfer it to their cousin's name or their uncle's name and um you know some of those outfits uh 
you know the names they're 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 just bad people and hopefully at some point they get theirs but uh it was an interesting show today um i really really want to get more um a little bit more enthusiastic about covering uh, some of the great horses of the past and bringing their stories to light and uh, uh, bringing uh, so many of the things that, that have kind of been forgotten. And and uh, I think it really helps people learn about the game when they can see uh, who we're comparing them to. And when we say, well, you know, he's a good horse, but uh, he doesn't do this. Or, hey, I haven't seen a horse do that like... Uh, since this, and I, I put one out there a couple weekends ago when Jackie's Warrior won the Champagne, and it, it was eerie, eerie, how similar he looked to a horse named Devil's Back, who, as a two-year-old, was uh, I believe 1983, was um, 1983, 1984 was the horse, the it horse as a two-year-old. And he was touted from day one, and he was a dominant two-year-old who had um, some physical issues and did not train on as a three-year-old. And, and actually, one of the most shocking <laughs> defeats of, uh, you know, when I was a, a, a teenager watching Devil's Bag lose the time for a change and Dr. Carter at Hialeah was was kind of stunning because we were um, thinking that this was going to be the next big horse, Devil's Bag. He he looked like uh, he was going to be a big factor on the Triple Crown Trail. And it, as it turns out, um, his stablemate, um, his stablemate is... Uh, Turned out to, to to be the the Derby and the Belmont winner, the the ill-fated Swell, who um, who who turned out who, who was kind of the forgotten horse in the barn, who who was just kind of the 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 guy that showed up for work every day and did his job and just got a little bit better at a time, just got a little bit better at a time, just got a little bit better, and and uh, he, he wound up being a, a really authoritative winner of both the. Uh, the uh, Derby and the Belmont. The Belmont, which actually was was the scene of one of my great days uh, of handicapping, and believe me, there's not a whole lot of them. But that was a, a special day, is that uh, me and my father and my friend Larry and my friend Bud Spinelli, we 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 went down. We left uh, Saratoga early in the morning. We had went to IHOP, had some chocolate chip pancakes, went down and proceeded to virtually sweep the card virtually sweep the card we we won almost every race it was it was kind of one of those uh um (laughs) kind of like the movie let it ride where 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 he keeps winning and he keeps saying i'm having a very good day that that was the same way and and uh walking out on our way over to the meadowlands to do a true day night double header we we saw a uh a rolls royce crash in the um in the valet, which it's not every day you, you you cash virtually every bet you make and see a Rolls Royce crash in the valet. But uh, we did not do as well at the Meadowlands, and uh, uh, my dad had to drive home back to Saratoga after that. But that that was a memorable day. That was really a one of the 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 best days I, I ever ever had. And um, unfortunately, a couple uh, 
it wasn't that long after um after i think about two weeks that swell uh swell passed away uh suddenly uh on he was getting a bath and uh just keeled over and died and another horse that uh history's kind of forgotten about a little bit but i do want to thank peter peter lee for coming on today uh it was great having him kim weir the trf uh was great uh, having them and tune in uh next week for going in circles big monday show see you later this is the going in circles podcast hosted by horsemen chuck simon to become a sponsor to suggest topics or for questions email going in circles podcast at gmail.com and log on to our facebook page going in circles podcast here